Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job gives us the keys to the breakthrough we need. There has to come a point in life where you say, I will no longer believe that it's the way I have to live the rest of my life. I have had enough. And if I've had enough, I'm ready for change. One of the worst feelings in the world is being stuck somewhere you don't want to be. And depending on where that is, sometimes being stuck is more than just an inconvenience. It's an emergency. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Now, to kick off this new year, Mark will be taking us through a series from the book of 1 Kings called Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. And we'll be learning how to break out of the spiritual stagnancy and move into the place that God has called us to. Martha, this is exciting. Give us an overview of what's ahead. Well, let me just say this morning, I and my wife, Dee, were stuck in Chicago traffic. Uh-oh. And I have to tell you, it was a little frustrating. I wanted to go faster. I wanted to get out of traffic, but I was boxed in and felt very, very constrained. You needed that jetpack. Oh, I needed it. (laughs) And you know what, Wayne? There's some people right now that spiritually feel stuck Mm -hmm. and um, trapped and maybe in a place that you know that you need to be somewhere else, you need to be growing, you need to be moving on, but you don't exactly know how to get out of it. Well, this series, this message series is all about getting unstuck. And we're going to be looking at the life of a compelling prophet by the name of Elijah, who actually got stuck and God had to take him through a series of experiences to get unstuck. Well, it's such a timely study for us, so let's get started. Here's Mark with today's message titled, Break Out of Isolation on Bold Steps. When we're stuck physically, we get some of the same kind of frustrations that we feel when we're stuck spiritually. How about it? So I googled a little bit of some stuck uh, images and some stuck people, and there was a couple I just had to share with you. I saw that in China, there was a roller coaster that was, uh, I I guess, pretty awesome roller coaster, but because of high winds, I don't know if the wind stopped it or something, but they got stuck upside down. Do we have a picture of that? They got 18 people got stuck upside down for a half hour. Now, some of you are just seeing that image. You're already starting to pass out like that's your worst nightmare. Six of them have to go to the hospital, but they were okay. But they were upside down for a half hour, stuck there, unable to move, unable to go backwards or forwards. That is a pretty bad deal. And I'm sure they were frustrated. I'm sure they were antsy. I'm sure they were saying, isn't anybody going to help us? I heard of another story, and this was also an Asian country as well. This guy, like a lot of you, was really attached to his smartphone. And I don't know how it happened. It doesn't explain it in the article. I'm not even sure I want to know. But he dropped his smartphone into the toilet. Now, I don't know if he flushed the toilet too, but he decided 
to do what a whole bunch of you would have done, and I'm probably one of them. He stuck his hand in the toilet to try to pull out his smartphone. But I guess the smartphone had gone a little far down the tube, so he reached a little further and a little further and a little further, and finally he grabbed his cell phone, but then he couldn't get his arm out. He got stuck with his arm in the toilet. I know some of you are thinking, did he flush first? I don't know. I, I, does it? It didn't appear in the article. He got stuck with his arm in the toilet, and they had to call the plumbers who ended up coming and had to break the porcelain toilet to be able to get his arm out of the pipe that it was stuck in. I know he was asking himself, how did I get in this position? I know he was asking himself, is someone going to help me? I know he was saying to himself, I really want to get out of this. Okay, one last image. Then there was a poor guy. This was in a jail in Mexico. He decided that he was going to try to get out of jail. And so he tried to make a tunnel above the bars. And he almost made it, but then he got stuck in the ceiling. And if you, you're listening via uh, audio, he is upside down, hanging from the ceiling while the prison guards are trying to help him out. So you know what happened to him. As soon as he got unstuck, they put him back into the stuck prison inside. So um, the frustration of being stuck, we've all felt it. How did I get here? How am I going to get out? Is it always going to be this way? Is someone going to help me? I've been this way way too long. Maybe this is going to last forever. It's the frustration of being stuck. A couple years ago, well, this is quite a few years ago now, probably about uh, 16 or 17 years ago when my daughter Marissa was only about, uh, she couldn't have been more than four or five years old. She was pretty young. I was talking to people after the service and the usher came up to me and said, hey, pastor, you may want to come. Your daughter needs you. I'm like, okay, where's her mom? You know, typical father answer. And uh, so I walked out into the hallway and my daughter had managed to stick her head through the railings of a stair, metal railings, and got her head in, but she couldn't get her head out. So I saw her. She had her head like this. She said, hi, daddy. My wife was there panicking, like, we're going to have to call the firemen, the policemen. We're going to have to cut her ear off to get her out. I don't know how this is going to happen. She was really panicking. And, I, and so um, she said they tried to get her out. She couldn't. And there she was, my daughter. It's a terrible thing to see someone that you love stuck, isn't it? And she was there stuck. And so I had to go, uh, I had to go behind her and kind of lift her up turn her sideways, turn her this way, put her over there, tuck her ears in, and finally get her out to the cheering applause of everybody that was watching, including her mother. But we all know the feeling of getting stuck at times. In fact, I know that there's some of you here today that you got in your car, got up in the morning, drove here, sat down in your chair, but as you sit there, as you think about your life right now, you feel like, I'm stuck. I don't know where you're stuck in. I don't know exactly how you're stuck. Maybe you're stuck in a relationship that you feel like this is an unhealthy relationship. I thought it would change by now, but it hasn't changed and I feel stuck. Maybe you're stuck in your career and you felt like 
by this time you would be this far down the road, but you're way further back than you thought you would be and you seem like you can't make any progress and you feel like I'm just stuck here and I can't make it forward. Maybe you're stuck in an addiction today and it seems like you make three steps forward and then go two steps back and three steps forward and two steps back and you keep telling yourself every year this will be the last year that I struggle with this addiction. But you said that last year, you said that the year before, and the year before, and the year before, and you've been stuck in an addiction for several years, and chances are, unless you do something about it this year, you will be stuck in the same place next year. Some of you are spiritually stuck. Maybe you took steps forward in your walk with God a few years ago and you, you made incredible growth and progress, but you've been wrestling over issues with God. And there's some things in your life that you've struggled to let go of and can't quite let go of. And so even though you are still here and you still love God and you still have a Bible, but you're stuck spiritually. You know that your heart is lukewarm. You know that you don't have that fire and that growth and that progress and you're not being used like you know you could be used because you find yourself in this ugly place or you find yourself in a cave and needing to come out of that cave. Well, this series is for anybody that feels stuck and wants to get unstuck or anybody that knows some people that need to get unstuck. And we've been praying that over these next seven weeks, we will supernaturally, powerfully, in an unexplainable way, see literally thousands of people throughout this city, the breath of fresh air as they step out of the stale air of the cave and into the fresh air of their calling. Anybody believing that with me? All right. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not alone up here. So I want you to take your Bibles today and I want you to turn to the chapter that we will be focusing on for the next several weeks. It's 1 Kings chapter 19. If you don't own a Bible here today or don't have a Bible, we would love you to get a Bible by the way, if you have a smartphone, there's a lot of apps as well that where you can download a Bible for free as well if you have a smartphone. I've identified in this story of a cave, a man and his God, I've identified seven sticking points that took the most powerful man that existed at that time, a leader, a prophet, and took him to the halting cave of self-pity loneliness, depression, blurred calling, and God, he had to have a fresh encounter with God to exit that cave, breaking out of isolation, how to rethink your thinking, how to turn up the volume in your life for those of you who have trouble hearing God, how to re-envision your life story, change the picture of the story that you've painted to God's picture, how to walk towards your unfinished business. I'm convinced that so many people stay stuck because they have unfinished business in their lives. 
Number six, how to rediscover your boundaries. It's not just about what you're called to do, but understanding what you're not called to do. And then number seven, how to take the first step out, because oftentimes we delay taking the first step out of our cave. And I know that if you look around at this crew, we look like we have it all together. Go ahead. You could look around. It's go look around for a minute. Look around. Look behind you, beside you. All right. I know there's a whole bunch of handsome people in here. They look like they had their act together. You'd think they don't have the issues that I have. They never had a problem in their life. But can I say this? We all have issues. My issues may not be your issues, but I have issues. You have issues. He has issues. And they really have issues over on that side of the auditorium. You know, we, we all have issues, and they're acknowledging it right there. So I'm glad that you're here. Believers and Christians are not people that do not, not have issues or claim perfection. There are people that have chosen to trust the power of God to work them through their issues as they seek to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. So 1 Kings chapter 19, today specifically I want to talk to you about the topic of breaking out of isolation. Breaking out of isolation. It tells us in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 9, there, speaking of Elijah, he went into a cave and he spent the night there. The Lord appears to Elijah and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Today's Bold Steps message with Mark Job will continue in just a moment. First, a special thank you to the listeners who are supporting this ministry and helping us bring these gospel messages into this new year. Mark, as you know, they're bold partners. And as we step into this year, we want to emphasize just how much that support is appreciated. We really do appreciate your partnership. And again, at the beginning of this year, let me say how incredibly uh, grateful we are that you have come alongside this ministry and said, I'm in, I'm part of the team. Yep. The team continues to grow, and so does the impact continue to grow. And we get uh, letters and emails and correspondence all the time. It don't comes we, from man? all over the world, doesn't it? It really does. And we got one recently from Malawi, which some of you know that we're broadcasting there on a regular basis. Wayne, you want to read that for us? Hello, I'm one of your listeners where many of us do listen to Bold Steps, which has impacted many lives among us. I used to gamble with ladies and later sleep with them, which is a bad thing I realize now. I'm married to four women and I'm failing to support them. When I heard your program, it is more like you were directly speaking to me. Now I know that I'm not doing what God requires of me. So what can I do in order for me to change then? I will continue listening to your program since they are life-saving. Thank you so much for introducing such a lovely program that has saved my life. Here's a listener who's reaching out. Yeah, and I love the power of the Word of God. And again, they're in a different culture. He's got four wives, and he realizes I'm not supporting them. And starting to come alive to what the Word of God says about living, about support, about marriage. We need to pray for this person. We do need yeah. to pray. But we are so grateful that the Word of God is getting into places like Malawi and other places now. 
as well, where people have much less access to the Word of God. So thank you for being bold partners with us. Yeah, and if you'd like to kick off this new year and make a bold step in your commitment, sign up to become a bold partner. When you sign up to give a gift of $30 or more, you'll receive 50% off the purchase of any item in the online store of moodypublishers.org. And you'll also receive a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, which this message we're hearing today is based on. So partner with us today by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Now let's continue with that message. It's called Break Out of Isolation. Here again is Mark Job. Well, I love the imagery already that I see in this passage. Here's a man, arguably the most powerful man at that time, and one of the most powerful spiritual men that has existed throughout history. In fact, it was Elijah and Moses that appeared with Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. But yet this incredible, powerful, valiant man of God that has been used of God in these astounding ways finds himself at one of the lowest points of his life. Not only is he confused about his calling, not only is he discouraged, not only is his mind full of fear-filled thinking, but he has come so low that in the desert of Damascus, the Bible tells us that he becomes suicidal. He says, God, it's enough. Take my life. It's not worth living. Do you realize that you can just have experienced an incredible victory, a high point in your life. And within a short amount of days, you could be struggling with the lowest, deepest depression in your life. Oftentimes when we've had a really, really good season, we have these expectations that it's always going to be that good. Your wedding day was amazing, wasn't it? You looked more beautiful on your wedding day than you can remember. You put a lot of money, time and effort and energy into achieving that beauty. You coordinated the uh, colors of your wedding party. You even forced your bridesmaid that didn't like that color to wear the color she didn't like and to wear that sleeveless dress that showed off her big arms that she really didn't want to wear. But, but because she loves you, She decided to do it anyways, because it wasn't about her. It was about how good you looked, right? And the wedding and the well wishes, and you just thought on the honeymoon that it was all going to be that way. But now you're four months into your marriage. The highlight was your the marriage ceremony. You're four months into your marriage, and you're wondering what happened to this man that I married. I didn't think that it was going to be this way. I had expectations. I thought that he was still going to call me from work and just said, hey, just wondering how you're doing. Just want to talk to you. You go from the high point to the low point really, really quickly. Elijah went from a mountaintop experience. I've been on Mount Carmel that's in Israel. And this in this mountain, Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal, He had this incredible victory where God called fire out of heaven. All of Israel bowed. I mean, it was a celebration time. But a day later or a couple days later, he's suicidal. Victories 
don't last forever. And, and, and the great news is that valleys don't have to last forever either. Don't expect that every day is going to be a high top mountain top experience. Don't expect that because if you expect that, you'll set yourself up for disappointment. You can't expect that every day is going to be a, a victory, that every day is going to be a mountaintop. You have to realize this is a time we're celebrating, but bad days will come. And I'm bracing myself for the bad days because I understand that the bad days will also be temporary, like the mountaintops are temporary as well. Amen? It's about expectation. So Elijah... He does a couple of things, and I, I want you to jot these things down as we talk about this whole concept of breaking out of isolation. Number one, if you're taking notes, jot this down. Breaking out of isolation involves reaching a point where you no longer accept your current circumstances, but you want change. I love this passage a few verses earlier in the same chapter that says Elijah was afraid for his life. He came to Beersheba. He left his servant while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush. He sat down under it and he prayed that he may die. And listen to what he says. I have had enough, Lord. Take my life, I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush. Now you may look at that and say, wow, this is a really bad thing. But I believe that it was a really good thing that led to change. You see, I'm convinced that if you can't say, I've had enough, that chances are you'll continue to live like you've always lived. If we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always gotten. There has to come a point in life where you say, I refuse to accept what I've been accepting up until this point. I refuse to accept it. I will no longer tolerate it. I will no longer embrace it. I will no longer be happy with it. I will no longer believe that it's my destiny. I will no longer believe that it's the way I have to live the rest of my life. I have had enough. And if I've had enough, I'm ready for change. You see, if you've come here today and you're spiritually lukewarm, but you've, you haven't said, I've had enough, then you're going to walk out of this place and you're going to continue spiritually lukewarm because you're still tolerating the way you're living. Think about something for a moment you've had enough of, that you have the power to change. When you say, I've had enough, but you see no options for change, then you start thinking, do I really want to endure this pain? another cycle because I don't believe I can change or I don't believe there is change. Well, that's a heavy truth from Mark Job here on Bold Steps. If you missed any part of today's important message titled Break Out of Isolation, be sure to catch up online by visiting our website at boldstepsradio.org. 
And while you're online, be sure to request a copy of our latest Bold Step gift. It's a book that Mark wrote, which ties directly into this current series called Unstuck. And to tell us more about the book, here again is Mark. There's nothing worse than feeling trapped. Sometimes it's caused by hang-ups from our past or the fear of failure. Could be a dead-end job or bouts with depression. Truth is, we all have times when we end up in caves, dark places of discouragement and disillusionment that keep us from seeing the light of day. But we certainly don't have to stay there. In my book, Unstuck, I explore seven key steps that will help you walk out of the dark caves of life and into the place that God is calling you. The place and the process for each of our callings is completely unique. But I believe that there are some crucial universal principles that we all need to follow to get where we need to go. So discover how to break out from wherever you are today by requesting a copy of Unstuck. We'll send it to you with a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. To send that financial gift, visit us at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. You can also request your copy of Unstuck and give your gift through the mail by addressing your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. Once again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And as we wrap up today's program, just a quick reminder that you can always find these messages and even take them with you while you're out for a walk or running errands by simply subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. Open up whichever podcast app you have and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Joe. I'm Wayne Shepard. That's our time for today, but be sure to join us tomorrow when Mark continues this new series with part two of today's message titled Break Out of Isolation. It's coming up Tuesday on Bold Steps. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.